You're listening to Diplomatic Dispatch, brought to you by Idea Farm Malaysia. Get updates on our upcoming episodes and programs via our website at www.ideafar.gov.my or follow us on our social media at Idiafar Malaysia. Good day, dear listeners. Thank you for joining me, Cornelia, on another episode of the Diplomatic Dispatch. This year, Malaysia and the United Kingdom will be celebrating 65 years of diplomatic relations, which according to my quick Google searches, also known as the Blue Sapphire Jubilee. Ties between our two countries remain strong, with substantial trade, investment, tourism, and the like. For more on this, I have the pleasure of speaking to Malaysia's High Commissioner to the United Kingdom, His Excellency Zakri Jafar, who will, I hope, be able to explain to you, our listeners, this relationship between Malaysia and the United Kingdom in greater detail. First off, a little bit about Ambassador Zakri Jafar. Ambassador Zakri has held the post of Malaysia's High Commissioner to the United Kingdom since 2021. Prior to this assignment, he was Ambassador to the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan and also Ambassador to Bosnia and Herzegovina. Ambassador Zakri has served the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Malaysia for 30 years and have held various positions at the bilateral and multilateral desks. Hello, Ambassador. Welcome to the Diplomatic Dispatch. Ambassador, there has been a long line of foreign service officers who have held the post of Malaysia's High Commissioner to the United Kingdom before you, and each of them brought something new to the post and ultimately to the relations as a whole. As the current High Commissioner to the United Kingdom, what is your take on the areas of importance in Malaysia's relations with the UK? Good morning, Cornelia. Thank you very much for the question and uh, good to be talking to you. Thank you for inviting me uh, to this uh, podcast session. Well, you are right. There have been many before me that have taken up the, the post as a High Commissioner to the UK. And all of them have done a good job in uh, taking or elevating uh, the relation between Malaysia and the UK to greater heights. As for me, um, assuming the post, post-COVID, uh, there's obviously quite clear cut for me. Uh, the task there is to bring back uh, all those achievements and all those gains that we have made uh, during the last years, which has been disrupted uh, by the pandemic. First and foremost, uh, that comes to mind uh, something that is what I consider as uh, low-hanging fruits uh, that will have a quick and meaningful impact uh, on Malaysia uh, as a whole would be uh, among the, on the tourism sector because uh, prior to the pandemic, we had close to 500,000 UK tourists that came to Malaysia, but uh, the pandemic has brought the numbers down to less than 50,000. My immediate uh, attention would be to bring back these numbers because uh, the tourism sector is the one sector that uh, will bring almost immediate impact that can be felt by people on the ground back home in Malaysia as well. So uh, we are working closely, the office here is working closely with the Tourism Malaysia office, which is part of the High Commission as well. And uh, with the travel agents, other uh, companies and personalities, uh, they are involved in the tourism sector, particularly Malaysia Airlines to bring back uh, those numbers uh, and uh, we are pleased with the progress so far when uh, the Langkawi travel bubble was launched as a trial uh, effort to see how tourism can be conducted under the new norms. The highest number of travellers that came to Malaysia under that uh, arrangement was from the UK. 
it indicate that the, the interest uh, towards Malaysia by uh, UK travellers, uh, British travellers are still high. And uh, we are very pleased with that. And uh, now that all the restrictions have been lifted, uh, and Malaysia Airlines has also increased its frequency, we are very hopeful that uh, we can uh, begin to see uh, incremental uh, progression in the number of uh, visitors coming to Malaysia. Still too early to, to tell, but uh, I'm, I'm quite certain that uh, we'll be seeing the numbers coming back. If not by end of the year, probably no, definitely not by end of the year. We have to be realistic. So I'm looking at uh, the number being realized, if not uh, by next year, maybe the year after. But uh, progression and increment is definitely the, 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 the trend that uh, we, we are confident of. And uh, on top of that, uh, we also will be working and focusing on uh, attracting investment uh, from the UK to Malaysia. And despite the pandemic, uh, Malaysia continues to remain as an attractive destination for high-valued and high-tech uh, investment uh, from the UK. Already, I mean, during those last, I mean, several years uh, or the years before, there have been a lot of investment from the UK. But of recent time, we have this investment that comes to Malaysia from uh, uh, important uh, sectors uh, like uh, Yonder Group that has announced entry to Malaysia uh, with a plan to build a flagship hyperscale data center complex in Sedanak Tech Park in Johor. Uh, that is a very huge investment. Uh, and that's also uh, in line with the move uh, to replace uh, or to reduce carbon footprint. Um, this Easy Charge, uh, British charge point manufacturer Easy Charge, uh, is going to build and install electric vehicle charging units in Malaysia to expand its EV charging infrastructure. Uh, another one is the Mobility Work Group, uh, the Malaysian subsidiary of the Global Corporation W Group, that will manufacture and uh, export technology back to Britain. So uh, we are continuing to see increased interest towards Malaysia by the investment or investors from the UK and uh, we will continue to work with uh, my Madrid and Maida to uh, review or regain uh, some of the losses uh, that we experienced uh, due to the pandemic. These are the, the two areas uh, involving tourism and trade while on the other parts where we have uh, our involvement with this international organization. I think you are aware that uh, the UK or London is the seat for this uh, International Maritime Organization, IMO, and uh, we continue to play an active role uh, in the organization by being a member of the council under category C. And uh, we recently were elect was elected uh, to the council during the election held last year for the term 2022 to 2023. Uh, this is the ninth time that uh, we are re-elected to the council consecutively. The first time was back in 2005, uh, when we began our term from 2006-2007. And uh, I was very pleased uh, to be part of that initial membership in the council. I was in the team uh, that came to London back in 2005. And uh, to be again in the team last year, uh, kind of a deja vu for me. And it was a good uh, experience and good feeling. And uh, of course, uh, the, the traditional uh, Commonwealth, where we are also an active member of uh, the organization. We are part of the Commonwealth Board of Governors uh, for the meeting of fiscal year 2022-23. And uh, we have attended uh, all the meetings, uh, committee of the whole and Commonwealth Associate meetings. 
and uh, I think as you are aware already that uh, Chogam that has been postponed uh, twice will take place in Wanda later. So we are preparing for that. And uh, on a smaller scale, uh, ASEAN, uh, we have a London committee here, the third country committee, and uh, Malaysia will chair that committee uh, from July this year for six months uh, on the under-established rotating practice among the ASEAN countries. So that's uh, among the areas that I can share with you or the focus that I'm going to uh, give my attention uh, to. Well, Ambassador, it is interesting to hear all the efforts that are currently being undertaken by our High Commission to elevate Malaysia and UK's bilateral relations. And it is also good to know that there is uh, a glimmer of hope after the devastating COVID-19 pandemic and that things are finally picking up again. Ambassador, based on what we've heard so far, the Malaysia-United Kingdom bilateral relations seems pleasantly multifaceted. Could you share with us your thoughts on this? Well, given the long history of relations between Malaysia and the UK, uh, it is uh, um, without uh, doubt that uh, our ties is very wide-ranging and uh, multi-layered, as you put it. It's a well-established relation. And of course, there's a need to uh, continue to make it relevant and engaging. And by uh, and to do that, there is a need to elevate it. And uh, an important milestone was achieved last year the visit of uh, Foreign Secretary Listras to Malaysia, where both sides signed uh, a strategic dialogue agreement for an initial period of five years. And uh, the first round of that dialogue had taken place uh, here in London last February. Uh, the dialogue will provide a framework for in-depth discussion and collaboration across several government department agencies, coordinated by respective foreign ministries, and uh, with sessions alternating between London and Kuala Lumpur. So as I mentioned, the first round took place here in London. The next round will be in uh, Kuala Lumpur for Putrajaya. And uh, there are 10 areas of cooperation that has been uh, set from uh, earmark under this dialogue. Uh, one is uh, political diplomatic cooperation, cross-government and parliament, uh, foreign policy coordination, particularly at multilateral forum, collaboration to combat climate change and promote global health, uh, which is very important following the pandemic. Uh, digital and technology cooperation, culture and people-to-people -people links, enhanced education cooperation, regional cooperation, notably in the strengthening of the UK's relationship with ASEAN. United Kingdom was given a uh, dialogue partner status last year, and with, with thanks to, to uh, Malaysia being part of those that uh, supported uh, their application much earlier. Uh, human rights and the rule of law, expansion of trade and economic ties, and enhanced dialogue on matters of defense, security, and organized crime. So in addition to this bilateral program, uh, my office will also be overseeing our activities in international various organizations uh, located here in the UK, as I mentioned just now. That's it. I think uh, when you talk about uh, the multi-layered uh, bilateral relations, there are just too many. We have with, uh, with more than uh, estimated 75,000 Malaysians living here in the UK. You can expect uh, all sorts of engagement uh, at various levels, from the small community level all the way to the government level. So that's how deep uh, the ties between Malaysia and the UK at the moment. I can see that 2022 proved to be a busy year ahead for the High Commission in London, Ambassador. You sure have your work cut out for you. Situated in London, the biggest city in the United Kingdom and a major metropolis ambassador. 
Could you describe to our listeners what the day-to-day operations of the High Commission is like and the role of the mission in general? Okay, uh, that, that is an interesting uh, question. Uh, many people seem to be asking, what do we do here at the High Commission? The High Commission is an office, I mean, let me just give a little bit of background, historical background. Before independence, uh, there's already an office established here in London, but it's by no means a diplomatic mission. It's a uh, was an office uh, to represent the the Federation of Malaya, 1948. And uh, once we gain independence, the office has been elevated to a high commission. And uh, since then, we have been serving uh, both the Malaysian community, as well as to ensure that the bilateral ties between the two sides continue to be on the right footing. We have established strong and healthy bilateral relations, thanks to my predecessors between Malaysia and the UK in uh, many areas, such as trade, security and investment that contributed to the prosperity of both our countries. Today, the High Commission serves a very extensive Malaysian community, whether those living in the UK, students, uh, Malaysians who travel here. Uh, we are seeing very increasing number uh, since the lifting of the restrictions recently, uh, to the extent that uh, someone mentioned to me that uh, when he arrived in Heathrow, when he looked around, he sees all Malaysian faces. Um, and then the various Malaysian associations. Uh, there is an estimated, as I mentioned just now, that 75,000 Malaysians living in the country, making uh, the London mission among the largest mission, apart from Singapore, Jakarta, Brunei, and Australia. We serve Malaysian community here with consular and immigration services, uh, meaning matters relating to registration of birth, death, marriages, request for notarial legalization of documents, and issuing and renewal of passports. The last one is being the, the most important one at the moment and the most uh, picked up by uh, public. Uh, you can notice in the social media how quick and how, uh, I would say, uh, picky uh, the public uh, when it comes to uh, matters relating to renewal of passport. We have an immigration section here, uh, manned by personnel from the immigration department. Uh, being part of the High Commission. Um, we have uh, a machine that can produce a passport, uh, but uh, because uh, there's a limitation as to how many we can issue in a day. So there's always uh, a backlog uh, of how much we can produce as opposed to the number of applications. But uh, we are able to, to, to meet uh, all the requests and I think uh, so far uh, the London mission has been successful in addressing all the requests. Uh, we also provide uh, services to non-Malaysians uh, in terms of uh, issuing uh, visas or letter of permission to travel to Malaysia. Uh, this is very particularly uh, noticeable during the pandemic. Uh, but now that the restriction has been lifted, we are not issuing that, uh, the permission to travel anymore, but uh, visas are still being issued uh, where and when uh, the cases required. On top of that, traditional, I think, as, as the practice has been done by, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, since uh, many, many years ago, uh, the High Commission also hosts events, for example, uh, Mandeka Day events or identity get-togethers to bring together the community. This practice is uh, in, in line with the current concept uh, of uh, the government promoting Kualga uh, Malaysia. So. Uh, we are continuing with this uh, practice and uh, we are currently working uh, on uh, our upcoming Malaysia Carnival that will take place on the 2nd of July. We are expecting over 2,000 guests, both Malaysian and non-Malaysian. 
together and celebrate all things mentioned with us at uh, this uh, Rabu Research Center, Don Razak Rabu Research Center in Brickland-Berry. So if any Malaysians or non-Malaysians who are listening to the podcast can, pick, uh, can put it into their schedule or agenda, second uh, July, please, uh, you're all welcome to the Don Razak Rabu Research Center in Brickland-Berry uh, to mingle uh, with nation to taste uh, the food uh, that are famous in the Malaysian uh, delicacies there. And uh, to also explore uh, many things about Malaysia, that uh, there will be some exhibitions, some games, uh, cultural performances. So please uh, join us uh, if you are listening to this podcast. And uh, <coughs> we, as I said, uh, this platform are being used uh, to also introduce Malaysia to Nation, and, and this carnival is uh, the highlight uh, that we are uh, coming up with. Uh, the last two years, due to pandemic, we were not able to organize this. Uh, although I just arrived last August, uh, but uh, yes, uh, there has been inquiries, uh, requests, questions uh, asked as to when uh, we will see the resumption of uh, this uh, carnival. It has been impact, uh, been uh, done since uh, 2001, if uh, my recollection is correct, and is uh, is an event that is being looked uh, up to by Malaysian for an occasion. To, to mingle with uh, uh, among Malaysian, uh, preferably over Tetari. So uh, we are also focused uh, to immigrate together with uh, Wisma Putra, uh, the long history relationship. And uh, this was done by that uh, strategic dialogue uh, sign, agreement signing that took place uh, last year. So uh, uh, that is. Uh, where we are looking at uh, in terms of serve, serving the Malaysian community here. And Ambassador, um, other than the roles of the mission which you have pointed out, I understand that the High Commission is also facilitates high-level visits by our heads of state, head of governments, and uh, among others. Um, as a matter of fact, it was just recently that the Raja Pumaisuri Agung held the successful exhibition of the Tenun Pahang, a 300-year-old craft of silk weaving at the High Commission during the London Craft Week. This was also attended by our Prime Minister, Datuk Sri Ismail Sabri Yaakob, during a layover on his way to Washington, D.C. for the ASEAN-US Special Summit. Uh, this was a very meaningful and interesting cultural diplomacy effort, I must say, which I'm sure a great amount of preparation must have been involved. Please, Ambassador, do tell us more. Okay, uh, thank you for mentioning that Tenun uh, exhibition. Uh, well, th that exhibition took place uh, within the context of the London Craft Week, uh, where Majesty the Queen, uh, Raja Pumasuri Agung, had consented uh, to take part uh, when she was here earlier last September and met with the organizer, Mr. Guy Slater. It was agreed then that Her Majesty will introduce uh, this uh, craft, Tenun weaving craft. Uh, uh, as part of the London Craft Week, when a request was made by Her Majesty through the Secretary General of Wisma Putra for permission to use the nation, uh, the, the hall in the Malaysian High Commission, uh, we see it as an opportunity to uh, not only showcase Malaysian uh, craft, but at the same time promote uh, under the context under the concept of cultural diplomacy, uh, Malaysian cultural and uh, Malaysian High Commission and Malaysian hospitality. As a whole, and and uh, we are very thankful that His Majesty uh, has consented uh, to uh, use uh, our premise 
uh, it was a very successful uh, exhibition. Uh, and uh, just to correct a bit uh, what you mentioned, uh, it's not 300 years old. Uh, during the exhibition, the Queen herself uh, announced that uh, study, recent study, has uh, put the art uh, to be at least 1,000 years old. So, uh, and, and that pronouncement was made uh, during the uh, speech that uh, Her Majesty made uh, private during the session on the first day of the exhibition. And uh, apart from uh, uh, YB Prime Minister who made a stopover uh, en route to the US uh, for the US ASEAN Summit, uh, we also had uh, other dignitaries, local dignitaries, uh, like uh, the Duchess of Cluster, as well as uh, Princess Anne, uh, the Princess Royal. And, and uh, that itself uh, signifies a very significant uh, achievement of uh, the exhibition uh, because uh, with that visit comes along uh, local attention to the exhibition. Because uh, the Craft Week is a week uh, where participants, not only Malaysian High Commission, but many other embassies and uh, individuals and companies uh, put on display, uh, open to the public, all their craft. But uh, ours caught the most attention uh, in the local public as well as our own public. And, and uh, it also enhanced, uh, heightened the awareness uh, of both public, Malaysian as well as uh, the UK here, of uh, that art that we have. And uh, so such success was the exhibition that Her Majesty has uh, indicated a uh, desire to continue with the participation. And, and uh, this itself uh, is something that uh, the High Commission will stand ready to continue to uh, cooperate uh, with Her Majesty's team uh, to ensure the continued success of uh, this uh, exercise. And uh, yes, um, I was very, I, I'm very pleased. Uh, with the outcome, we had uh, more than 2,000 visitors to the exhibition that came within one week time frame. Uh, the Queen was also very generous to bring along uh, other items and products uh, made by the prison uh, department or the prisons uh, from uh, Penang and Bentong, uh, where the weaving took place, but other products uh, produced by uh, uh, present inmates uh, such as cookies, uh, and, uh, biscuits that were served to the visitors, and, and that proved a hit uh, for the exhibition because it is the only uh, place during the craft week where visitors are uh, treated with refreshment as well while coming to see the exhibition uh, in in true style of Malaysian hospitality. It's good to know that uh, Malaysian hospitality is everywhere Malaysians are. And thank yeah, you so much, Ambassador Zaring, uh, for sharing uh, your insights on Malaysia and UK bilateral relations today and for taking the time to speak to me. Thank you, Ambassador. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Tune in for more episodes of the IDFR podcast, Diplomatic Dispatch. Thank you for listening.